Hey folks, it's Sir Richard Wentworth. When you're ready to buy a car, True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Every day, True Car users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these 3 easy steps. First, Download the True Car mobile app or go to truecar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple. Take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. With True Car, you can save time, save money, and never overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit truecar.com today. AfterBuzz TV, over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! You know, I'm not going to lie. I still miss that Cameron did the work for our opening song. and We don't use it, but I'm going to let it we go. We switch off. We do. We switch off. Welcome, After Buzzers, to another Shark Tank after show. What? what? Oh, yeah. Hey, guys, uh, if you're watching, please go and hit that subscribe button, youtube.com slash TV. We'd love for you guys to subscribe. We're also on iTunes, SoundCloud, Cloud. You know where to find us. Leave us your questions, comments. We love to hear your guys' feedback. Um, I'm Steph Z. You guys can tweet me at I-A-M-S-T-E-F-Z. And you guys can also follow along with the show, hashtag ABTV Shark Shark Tank. Tank. And Phil, where can the people tweet you during the show? After Buzz TV is probably Uh, the best you'll get. Right. Well, I'm very excited to have Phil on the panel tonight. We're missing Cameron tonight from tonight's action. Yeah, we miss you, Cameron. Something um, came up and he couldn't be here tonight, but, you know, he is here in spirit. Right here. Great. Uh, good episode. Yeah. You know what? We got episode 19. Um, it kind of was a good episode. It, for me, it moved fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, I kind of was upset that there wasn't a Tuesday episode this week. I was looking for... I liked the double episode. I liked hearing eight pitches a week rather than just four. Do you know why it stopped? Uh, you know, they were doubling up and things like that. They had things to promote um, and whatever else. So, uh, you know. No, you know, they so don't you don't know. To. I'm giving you. How big a reason do you want? Well, they had things to promote and double up. Was it they had things to promote and double up before Valentine's Day? I mean, for what purpose was it for doubling up in the specific few weeks that they did? That's kind of what I'm asking. You know, uh, Agent Carter. You know, it was the lead-in. It was the tie-in. Things like that. All right, all right. I see where you're going. So let's get it started. Let's talk about Liz and Ben from Portland, Oregon, and they have Sicko Designs. Is that how I say that? Sicko? Sicko. And that two S's in the, the name. two S's, E-K-O Designs. Uh, Capital hey. S, lowercase s. Yeah, it's a s- s- um, So what do you think about Liz and Ben? I really like their story. What do you think about the sandals, though? 
it was interesting because it's uh you know they made it very clear that it's a for profit business um and I, I do like the story um the sandals are what 60 bucks um, 65 retail yeah 65 retail um you know kind of there should be a sticker of who made your thing right because it's individual you know so it, you know i want to know who i'm sending to school um but I, I like the idea overall i just don't think they necessarily needed a shark yeah. And again, just to recap that idea overall. So apparently Liz got this calling, wanted to go to Uganda. And while she was there, I found out that a lot of women there don't get to go to college. So the reason why she was so for profit was because she thinks that making this for profit, actually, you can see where the money goes right away, I think was kind of what she was getting at. So pretty much she put these women to work and, you know, promise them that if they worked for, what was it, like nine months or something like that, then they would pay for their college. So it's like, it's almost like going to the military. I mean, it's not. They're making sandals. I understand that. But it's almost like they have to serve in a certain way and make something in order to get to go to college. So um, way different for the military. I understand that. But you know what I mean? Like they have to put in their time and then they get an education out of it rather than just get paid cash for it. And which is very interesting to me because if you think about it these days, they're for profit. But it's so funny because there's so many nonprofits that actually make a shit ton of money anyway. So the fact that. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, uh, the definition is very good. I mean, you have to. It, it all depends on how much, quote, percentage of the nonprofit is going to the actual charity and how much of it is administrative. Right. But I mean, if you think about it, some of the biggest, like the NFL is a nonprofit organization. Like that's crazy, you know, but they're, but I understand they want to do this for a profit. They want to make the money back, but I don't know if they were nonprofit and they got more sponsors, would, would this, you know, work out differently for them? I'm not sure. But they want $300,000 for 10% of the company. And I'm with you. I don't necessarily know that they need a shark. Like, I'm not quite sure what the shark was going to do, except, you know, try and spread the word more. Yeah, which obviously just being on the show itself helped. Um, It's one of those things that, you know, I don't know if the two goals aligned in the right way, right? So, you know... You you can uh, – uh, Mark Zuckerberg said this. You know, uh, we make we make money on Facebook so we can continue to have a good product. We don't make a good product so we can make a lot of money, right? But right. I think they're the reverse. They they want to make a lot of money so they make a product. Right. I mean I can – And I know, just... you know, the two don't quite align. No, and I understand. It's like, you know, the cart before the horse almost. And I understand that, you know, using these women's skills and making these things. So for me, I don't know – I don't know if I would actually wear the sandal. And it's not it's not a style thing for me. I mean, you can create any style you want. Right. But I feel like it's kind of a pain to do that. Like when I want a sandal for me, a sand. And again, I get that these dress up a little bit. But number one, Lori said it wasn't comfortable. And number two, it's like when I want a sandal, it's because it's nice out. It's freeing. Like I kind of want to just put my foot in it and go. I don't want to be like oh, let me change the braids and do this and do that in order to make the sandal one way or another. I mean, I guess you could have multiple pairs, but, um, you know, I don't know. But they are, they're selling them. They have $3 million worth of sales to date. So people are buying these sandals. No, it's true. It's absolutely true. And, um, you know, I think it's it's only going to increase from there. You know, I, but like I said, I, they, did, they just didn't need a shark. And for the most part, you know, uh, I mean, Barbara, of all people, 
was out. Right. And, you know, when she said, when she spoke, you know, um, where, where her other company, they've, they've built three schools in Africa and, and, but they're able to do it and they have that great product. You know, she was, she, again, I, I really thought Barbara would go for it because this seems like her product, but the fact that she was out, I knew it was sort of doomed. Well, it was, I, I kind of knew it was doomed when at first they were kind of like, um, yeah, we're not going to make money next year. Yeah, that's when it went south. I mean, like, there's a way to, and not that you should ever lie, like, I'm not saying that at all, but you don't have to come out, like, let somebody ask that, and then have a reason for it. We're not going to make money anymore, I mean, next year, but it's because we're going to respend, and we're going to do this, this, and this, you know what I mean? He was just like, yeah, we're not going to make any money. Yeah, but the worst was that he said, and the next year, we're not going to make profit. Right. And so, you know, and especially Mark, Mark said it well of, you know, you keep doing this, but eventually you have to make – like you keep putting back this money to do more more ad campaigns and things like that, and yet you're only at this cap. How much further can you go? How much bigger can you make it? Right. You know. No, I agree with you. Um, is there anything else that uh, stuck out for you with – you know, I like the fact they've sent 47 women to college which is kind of awesome. They're 100%. Like, what they're doing is way more awesome than their product or, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they could be making some educational product or they, they just don't coincide. It was like, I have this thing I can make in order to send these women to school, but I don't think there's any real rhyme or reason. No, there's not. That, and I think that's what was lacking for me in this. You know, the, the, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just... It, it, it didn't hit as as much as I wanted it to. Yeah, um, I, I really Mark, Mark uh, in this episode he was kind of funny. He was like the first one out every time. He kind of was. He was like, "Yeah, I'm not all right." Yeah, Next. he was. Um, yeah, he. But he was in his going out. He wasn't rude. He was just very concise and pointed out things right away. Yeah, which uh, I thought was really you know he's not like Mister Wonderful. He's never a big jerk. You know. Um, okay, anything else about these sandals before we move on to... Dead to me. Dead to me. The Gold Rush Nugget Bucket. <laughs> I, I mean, see, they want... Mark Peterson from Eugene, Oregon, wanted $60,000 for 15%. I, I mean, what do you think about this, Phil? The asking amount is fairly low. The equity is... Fairly good, but does it? I I don't know how to judge it. Is this just like some ridiculous hobby? Like if you know, I I thought on this one it would be one of those things where uh, O'Leary would say, "If I can get this in Dickies, then we have a deal. If not, then no." Right? Because because they asked that question of, "Is it in stores already?" Is something like this for mine and gold? And the answer was yes. So okay, if, if there's stuff out there already. You know, we don't quite know how, how they're selling whatever else, but let's just get it in there and see see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I love – I don't know. This is for me one of – it almost is along the lines of the guy who wanted to pitch to like Treasure Hunt. Like it's so far-fetched to me because most of these people – and when you're an entrepreneur, you're you're creating products that are filling a need. And like maybe maybe there is a need to mine gold with a bucket, but you know what I mean. Like I feel like there's so many shows nowadays about mining gold that this is, just doesn't seem like the way that well, they do it. I I wish uh, he was kind of hinting at it, but I wish he, 
you know, there was there was like a statistic, like because he said, um, you know, you can grab a Home Depot bag and you can find gold in it. Right. So what is the percentage of that? And I love Barra. Do they know about that? Right, right, right. Because I mean, I don't know where. I I don't know. I guess. I just, I don't know. I can never see myself buying this. Like, I have a couple nephews. I can never see myself being like, I'm going to buy my nephews this gold rush nugget bucket. Like, would you ever buy this for someone for a gift? They were saying, like, the number one thing was a gift. He's, I think if you really want to make it a great product, tie it into something where if you're camping, you also need this for this reason, right? Whether it's... uh Filtering water to make it drinkable, whether it's like or like the else. amount of gold that you get can be energy, or you can like trade it in for stuff, or make it like an app. And you know what I mean? Like the more gold you find, the more things you unlock to buy. I don't know. Like there's got to be something more catching than just pour some water you, through. You could you could go that route, but I think I think if you just make it a camping essential. And the bonus is you find gold, then I think it becomes gold. I get what you're saying. Um, you know, and again, Mark, right away, I think it's cool, but I'm out. Like, he's <laughs> like, I have no interest in mining gold, pretty much is what he was saying. And Not then, this way, at least. No. And Robert was like, it's cute, but I'm out. Which is funny, because Robert goes out, and then he actually comes back in with a deal at the end. Yeah. And, you know, Barbara's, you know, I'll buy one for my husband. And it was like, they were kind of laughing. At this idea. Because it was, it was very tough to... I mean, granted he had sales, he had a website and all this, but, you know, it's just one of those, like... There are products, unfortunately, as good as they may be, as good as the... You know, and yes, numbers talk and things like that, but the, the numbers weren't there to talk. And sometimes, you know, they've gone out on deals that could make sense, but they're just not interested. Right. And so this was one of those, like, I'm just not interested... Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of feel that was all around. And Mr. Wonderful was so crazy, but he actually gave it. He's like, this is so crazy, but I'll give you the 60 grand, but I need half of the company. And Mark was pretty much like, no, and Mark Peterson I'm talking about was pretty much like, no way, I don't want to do that. And then Robert comes in with 60K for 25%, but he was almost making fun of it. Like he got up and he like mm -hmm. gave it out as gifts. So I don't know why, like how he transitioned from making fun of it to I'm going to invest in this. Yeah, I mean, then, was he just like, here's 60 grand? Cause I, that's, what, that's what I like. Uh, uh, our pitch man, Mark was, so what's your vision for the company? Are you serious? And that's What's exactly my vision? what Robert said. He's like, are you serious? Which, I mean, I kind of give him credit because in a sense he wasn't really letting it bother him that they were making fun of him. Yeah. Which I think takes a lot when you're up there presenting by yourself. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I don't think I ever need one of these. I mean, sure, if we were at the beach and you had one, of course I would want to try it. But I don't think that I ever need one of these. And lugging it around, is it's a pretty big contraption as well. It's like I a big mean, bucket. I mean, it's a bucket. How hard is it to carry a bucket? Who wants to carry a bucket like that around? It's a bucket. Mm. You go to the beach, you carry tons more stuff. All right, fine. I don't know. I don't want to carry the bucket. I'm just going to, uh, you know what, here's the thing, you need, you just need some plants, right? Meaning um, you, you need to get a couple of salespeople, strategically place them on beaches, um, during the, especially during the summertime, and just have them be like, oh my god, I've been mining and I just made $10,000 in gold. But that's not going to happen. They'd be lying. 
So you see the ring of gold? It was probably worth like three pennies. So? So you're going to mine for hours to make three pennies? I mean, that to me, that's not yeah, very well, cost-effective. Here's the thing. It's, it's like uh, it's, a Mitch, it's a Mitch Hedberg joke, but it's, um, you know, they always have advertisements of the lottery of, like, uh, you know, people winning. Well, that only happens, like, 1% of the time. So McDonald's would adopt, like, a, an ad campaign where someone chokes on a burger because that only happens some of the time. You know yeah, what I mean? So, like, hey. No, but had- you know what? This would be cool, too, though. Say that the bucket came with a little map with, like, coordinates to where gold was spotted. And you can bring your bucket there and go on, like, a treasure hunt with your bucket. Like, it's got to be something. According to the area. Okay, It's yeah. got to be something more than just the bucket. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I, I like that. That's that's good for the app tie-in or yeah, website or something. because everything's an app now. And you can then tell people, like, I found this goal. Or maybe not tell people. You can see where. But then again, like, you, you get a certain amount of points if you uncover something that no one else has known. Like, they can make a whole big game out of this rather than just, like, if you go to Home Depot... Buy some sand and then pour it through. You're going to be left with a tiny amount of gold. I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's no, like, adrenaline rush to the game. Okay. So there you go, Mark. You have two options. You can make it app-based and fun, or you can make it an essential camping tool. Yeah, Mark. Your choice. You call me. We'll figure it out. All right. Anything else about Mark and the gold nugget nugget? Gold rush nugget bucket. I didn't see gold in this product, so I'm out. I'm out, too. I would never. Nope. I'm out. Um, okay, now we move on to Cece Conrad and her booby pack. Booby pack. What do you think about the booby pack, Phil? Love the booby pack. Obsessed. Really? Why not? I love it, too. I just, I don't know. I expected some kind of snarky remark from you. I think this thing is a fabulous. What was I supposed to say? Well, I don't know. I thought you'd say it was ridiculous, whatever, but I think. No, I see women putting their cell phones in their boobs all the time. There's nowhere to put anything. If you could fit your cell phone in a key, and you're, and it's like a sports bra that's modified. It could be a shirt. It could be not. Like when you go work out or when I go hiking, like you got to shove stuff. You don't want to wear shorts with big pockets and stuff. Yeah. You want to just wear your little sports bra with your zipper and have your stuff in it. Exactly. I can't believe she didn't get a freaking deal. Oh, no, she did. She did. She did at the end. She almost From... did it. Um, but, yeah, so she wanted $80,000 for 20%. And yeah, which is and, very fair, and it's it's waterproof. So not only can I go hiking, I can go swimming, I can go surfing, I can do all these things. And I need one of these. I want one. Please send me a booby pack. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's got a great margin. It yes. costs seven dollars and seventeen cents for her to make, and they retail at fifty five dollars, which is a little bit pricey for us. You can definitely get a cheaper sports bra than that, but for what it is. I think it's totally worth it. Yeah, and and you know, not that I'm in the sports bra business by any means. You know, you wear one tomorrow. No. I'll see it. But uh, you know, I mean, here's the thing: Nike and Adidas and all these other like athletic wear, it gets pretty. It's it's in that price range, so I don't I don't mind the price realistically. I, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could get a cheaper one at like a Target or something, but for a Nike sports bra, it's probably like forty five dollars, fifty dollars. Yeah. Um, and that's what I. What, for me, I can't believe that the licensing conversation did not come up with this product. Yeah. You know, I thought that Mr. Wonderful would say something exactly like that. Like, do you want... Because I believe she had she had some patents, correct? Yes, she did. So, of course, Nike or somebody would make it more efficiently. They'd have a yeah, bigger have to, margin. Yeah, we'd have to make it climate cool. You know what I mean? Like, they yeah. always have these, like, uh, you know, for letting it breathe and things like that. So there's stuff that we can bring to it to make it even cooler and better. Yeah. 
So, um, so Mark is, you know, you know, he he's like it's harder than it looks to grow a business. And Mark kind of goes out first again. Mark goes out first. He really was just out. This he just didn't care. Yeah, and then so we have Mister Wonderful finally back to his crazy deals. What do you think about his deal? <laughs> this was insane. Yeah, it, it was like eighty thousand dollars after I recoup. Four times that, so uh, $320,000, then I'll take only 5% of the company. Crazy. Which, you know, it's, it's a okay deal, but she just didn't want to, she didn't want to take out money from the company. She didn't want to take out money from the company, and honestly, she could probably get a loan if she needed to, that you wouldn't have to pay back, for, like the interest rate wouldn't make it so that it's four times the amount you borrowed to pay back. I mean, I get it. You don't get a shark and you don't get that. But I was very surprised at Mr. Wonderful. I mean, I get that $80,000 for 20% maybe wasn't the right valuation. But I feel like Mr. Wonderful would have been like eighty grand for 35%, you know, contingent to I license it to Nike and Adidas and Reebok and whoever else. Yeah. So Well, uh, then Robert, he, he came in, right? Yeah, well, Barbara kind of went out, but she was pretty much out. And but she said that she likes it. She likes her. She liked everything about it. She she was kind she of in the did. boat that she didn't need a shark. Yeah, which I don't know that she needed a shark. And then Lori was kind of like, "It's too early for me." But Robert did offer her a deal for eighty thousand dollars for thirty percent, and she countered Robert for twenty five percent. And Barbara stepped right back in and said, "I'll take that deal," just which like is Mark would. Awesome. Here's the. I mean, it's great. Mark has done that before, yeah, and, and he noted on that. What, what I like is, uh, I like when people are willing. You know, they, they, this shows a genuineness to want to make a deal and and to have a strategic partner, right? Right. She didn't just go on the, on the tank to, um, you know, get get publicity for what, whatever she's doing. She genuinely, and especially for Barbara, she was so thrilled to get Barbara. Yeah. That it just made sense, and so you know her happiness. I, I I do enjoy it, and I whatever you could say. Perhaps it's not the best business strategy, but hey, if if it in her eyes, it's going to make her a better entrepreneur, and you know she doesn't mind giving up that and and whatever else. Then hey, she made a smart deal, right? No, I agree. I think it was a smart deal. I was really excited for her because again, I really love. I can't believe it's taken this long. For I feel like the name needs to change, and I feel like bit. Barbara will repackage that name or rebrand it. That. Yeah, because the booby pack, like it sounds funny, and I get it, the fanny pack, the booby pack, but it's just um, I don't think it's as marketable as the fanny pack is. No, I think it'll not be taken seriously in a few places. So, but yeah, Barbara is good at that. She'll rebrand it, she'll repackage it, and she's going to sell the crap out of it. So, um, anything else about the booby pack before we move on? Uh, this would have been a great gift for the ladies. The booby pack? The booby pack. I so want one. See. You can buy me one. Case in point. October fourth, my birthday. I expect the booby pack. That gives me a little bit of time. I expect giving me a little bit of time to We'll hunt see down where the booby, booby pack, pack is. is then. Yeah. Maybe we'll be called something better. Nah. Um okay, so moving on to Jesse Janae, who uh, what was um started the company, the do it yourself company, Lumai. She wanted $250,000 for 5% of the company. What did you think of this product? She was uh, she was a tough presenter. She was a tough presenter, but I think this is freaking awesome. I so want this. Yeah? For what reasons? 
to make t-shirts, to make pictures, to make anything. It is, I mean, it's a, it is a good idea. Yeah. I mean, like, especially coming from uh, the background of owning a, you know, clothing line, having a t-shirt and, and seeing the process, it's, it's no mess. It's the sun. Like, how cool is that? How cool would that be to be like, hey, like, let's just print that out and let's go outside and expose it and it happens. Like, yeah. you could do thousands of them at a time. You know what I mean? Not even that. It's just so cool because every single one of them, I would imagine, is going to be slightly different from how bright the sun is. You know what I mean? And I, I really well, like I that what, aesthetic. Especially if you... You the, line it up and everything. Whatever, you know, especially you can have... There is no, to your point, you can have a shirt that no one else has. You right. can continue every shirt that you ever wear can be original. Right. And I feel like there's such a demand for that. I feel like so many people, you know, creative, not creative. I feel like across the board, if you go up to somebody like, hey, you want to make a custom T-shirt? They'd be like, hell yeah. That'd be super fun. So, you know, and they, that's why they have like iron-ons and all these things available because people want to be able to do this without having to have, you know, the factory and all this stuff to make these shirts. So I feel like this, it's kind of awesome. It's like, bringing- and it's quick. Like, you know what I mean? If you and I, let's say, get this idea that we want to do a 5K run or whatever kind of activity, and we're like, we should make shirts for our team. Well, to call it up and get them made, it's going to take two weeks. Right. But if, it's in three days we can we can do this right you know and 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 still have fun with them and that's what i think i think nowadays you want a faster turnaround time for your enthusiasm and so to wait two weeks for something no you people want instant gratification yeah and i feel like this you know does that instant gratification and it makes you i mean one of the things i love you know from my photography background is when you see it develop you know it's like one of the coolest feelings when you see a photo develop like back in the old days before the old days back before you know digital photography when you actually developed a photo and saw it it was really cool and this is kind of i feel like that's what this is for me it's kind of reinventing that you know, you see it come to life right there. You think people awesome. will dodge and burn some things? They might dodge and burn from the sun. Yeah, just sitting there. You know, f- fixing exposures <laughs> That'd and whatever be else. Awesome! Wow. For those of you that don't know the dodge and burn, well, I guess it's a, it's a tool on Photoshop now. So a yeah, lot of but people don't. yeah, but most people don't. I mean, nobody you know, uses. I use that tool all the time on Photoshop. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, um, you know, in a photograph, if something. Uh, me and Kevin O'Leary could definitely talk about this because he's, as he says, he's a starving artist without the starving part. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, in a, in a photograph, when you used to do it, you, the light would just hit. And if certain parts were overexposed or underexposed, you used to just kind of, you know, m- m- wave a hand, a paper, whatever you did to kind of, uh, you know, affect it. So Well, it would diffuse the light. So yeah. if you you block the light, it would make it not exposed as much. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay, so, and I like the story of this. I like that there's a special die and it's a trade secret. And I, I don't know, I really, I liked her at the beginning. And then towards the end, I was like, oh, she just wanted the PR. Like, that's kind of what I was feeling. Um, so Mark was just not excited about it. So he went out. And which was interesting because at the end, Mark is kind of cheering for her. He's like, good for you for sticking to your guns. But it was, uh, you know, Barbara didn't believe in it enough and she's out, which I was kind of surprised by for Barbara because I feel like she does like these products. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like she's kind of artsy fartsy and like, oh, this would be cool, you know. And then 
Lori was about to make an offer, and then Mr. Wonderful chimes in with another. I mean, we had a few episodes there where Mr. Wonderful just gave straight offers, like a percentage for, that I mean, just money. That lasted not a long time. Yeah, now it's over. He's back to these crazy deals. So he interrupts Lori's offer, which Lori was kind of like, whoa, because last week, you know, Lori got talked over and didn't get, you know, paid any attention to, and she went out because of it. But Mr. Wonderful was different this time in that he was like, no, no, this might be good for us. Yeah, and, and the thing with last week, um, that was the fault of the presenter. This, you you know what I mean? If you're right. if you're Lori, there's no way you can say, well, it's because the presenter can be like, yes, I want to hear your offer, but there's nothing I can do to make Kevin quiet down. Right, right. Um, so his offer is... Two first, he gives two offers. First is two hundred fifty thousand dollars for fifty percent of the company, or he'll lend you two hundred fifty thousand dollars with an eight point five interest, and after it's paid off, he'll take twelve point five percent of the company. And Lori was like, "Okay, that wasn't that bad. I'll do that deal with you." And you know, of course, she didn't want to do it because, I mean, I don't know that I would do that either. It's like. You know, she seems to say she's already got $180,000 from an angel investor. Like, clearly she knows people, so maybe she can get a better deal. I feel like she wanted the deal that she came into the tank with, but she wanted to give it to a shark. And then, well, the tough part is she made it tough for any – not that that was a good deal, but the wiggle room was very tough. Right. You know, and and, and when Robert was coming in and, and he was like, okay, give me a counter, she looped and swooshed. And came back to the same thing that she was doing already, which was what she had come in with. Right. And you know what? To be very honest with you, $250,000 at 15%, Robert's offer, I feel like was kind of fair. Or I feel like if she would have... Actually, she she did counter and he said no. He wanted to stick it to 15 right? Or did yeah. she try and work the deal? But I feel like that was kind of a fair offer. Like, I wish she would have taken that. Because this, again, is something... You know, Robert would have liked this. He likes the artsy stuff, too. Him and Barbara, I think. I mean, I guess they all have done kind of art-related building, making stuff. Um, But I feel like, you know, Robert's kind of the big kid out of the bunch. So, you know, whoever would be like, oh, I want to run outside in the sun and see if this actually works, that kind of be Robert. Um, But she doesn't want that to do that offer. And then at at the end, she kind of just starts doing... You know, what we see uh, ever so often in the tank, she kind of just starts negotiating herself out of a deal. Like, she kind of, and I get it, she wanted to stick to her guns, but in the same sense, I don't know, there's not many deals that come into the tank and get exactly what they want. There are a few, and it happens. Yeah, but you have to, again, you have to allow for at least a little bit of wiggle room. Right, it's like if she wanted 5%, then say 2 you know what I mean? And I get that that's ridiculous, the 2%. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, what you're saying, or say you want more money, you know, mm-hmm. or something like that. Because you can value but, the company the same way and take more money and then get things rolling in a different way. Because the Sharks, they, they don't really – I mean, sometimes they do, but for them to be involved for 5% of the company is kind of like, eh. Yeah, it's 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 really not – had you gone up to 10, I felt like that, you know, yes – Yes, that's 10%, but at the same time, like, that's... I don't know, man. I'd rather make 10% of millions and millions of dollars and have a shark help me build my company than make 5% of nothing. Yeah. So, um, okay, anything else for Lumi? Lumi. 
she, is it they, Lumi or Luma? Lumi, they, uh, probably Lumi. <laughs> at the end, it became. It was like, all right, you can leave now. Yeah, she kind of. They were like, bye bye. But you know what? At the end, Mark was saying, you know, good for you for sticking to your guns. So I feel like Mark had a little bit of a change of heart. Yeah. You know, and she, again, she, she knew what she had. I mean, it's, it is a good product, and it will do well, but go to 7%. Go to maybe so, 8 Just go to show anything. that you're willing, and I believe Lori might have said this, show that you're willing to be a team and you want a partnership and that you're willing to meet in the middle a little bit. She was like, no. So, again, for those deals, I don't know. Do you think she came into the tank just for the PR? Like, do you think she actually thought she was going to walk away with a deal? I don't know. Uh, who's it? Remember they said, like, have you ever gone? Do you, what I liked was, do you watch Shark Tank? Yeah. And it, she was like, yes. <laughs> so I like that they brought that sort of into the, to right. the tank. Yeah, I get, they're getting a little bit more sassy, too, with comments like that. So I do like that. Um, okay, great. So then we also, so this week's update mm-hmm. was the paintbrush cover. We had John Sallon Anthony who made a bet, I mean, a deal with Lori. I liked these guys a lot. I thought it was a brilliant idea. It was find a problem and solve it. A problem that if you've ever painted, and I'm sure most people out there at one time or another have painted something, a wall or something. And mm. it was just like simple idea, but it works. Yeah. I mean, it seems like they're in all of, like, they're in 14,000 stores now, in Home Depots. Lowe's they're getting into and things like that. Yeah, and before the Shark Tank, they had $35,000 worth of sales, and in the nine months after, they had $1.5 million worth of sales. And these guys went from, like, make it in their garage to, like, factory and employees. I love seeing stories like this. I mean, I really, and and I kind of think I would buy one. Would you buy one? Do you have one? You do, don't you? We do a lot of painting. I know. That's why you should have one. Yeah. We got some. I like the, um, I, you know, uh, the paintbrush cover is good, but the roller. The roller is where the, the money's like, at. You guys think, like, I get the I get really excited about sometimes some of the, you know, I like, I love great backpacks and, like, little things oh, that really cool. serve a fun purpose. I get really behind it. So a roller cover, absolutely I'm in. Yeah. No, I agree with you. The rolls cover makes a lot more sense. Because how many times have you done a roll and it gets stuck? Or I've tried to put, like, plastic around it to keep it. Yeah, you do it. the you plastic, do you do the baggie. Th- and then yeah. you get paint all over you. Like, it's always just a disaster. And yeah. these guys got it figured out. So I kind of like it. Yeah, nice and simple. Yeah. Anything uh, Anything else on the paintbrush cover before we go into... Did you see the previews for next week? Oh, yeah. This is a... So, so it's... Robert that walks out? So apparently they say it's the most explosive fight in Shark Tank history. And it's kids with college businesses, you know, presenting. And yeah, I think that Robert walks out. And it seems to me that Robert's fighting with Lori. You see Mark fighting too, so I don't know if it's Mark. Yeah, Mark says, what do you know about algorithms? To Lori or to Robert? I believe Lori. Yeah, so I think Lori is... Because I don't think he'd insult Robert in that way. Because, I mean, when, yeah, when you're clearly older, it's like a mat, yeah. When, when you have a cyber company and you've created a cyber. Uh, you know about it. Yeah, you, you got to know, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I kind of. I, I can't wait to see if it's Lori by herself that's fighting. Because Lori can hold her own. 
I mean, they can all hold their own. Let's let's call it how it is. But it seems like I can't believe Robert actually like what did she say that offended him so much? Because it's not just like I'm going to steal a deal from you. Like something else had to happen. Yeah. Which is crazy because it's like, you know, it's not like they needed to spice this show up. This show has tons of drama. It has tons of emotion. There's a roller coaster of like wanting to, you know, root for people and then seeing people that are disasters. So I'm so curious for next week. Well, I get really curious because, I mean, what is it? They go nine days straight. Yeah. Right? And on top of this, you still got to imagine, like, they're running their own businesses. Right. And so uh, when you work that hard and and whatever else, like, uh, you know, they're trying to – I'm sure they get very little sleep during this time. And so towards the end of production – What's fun, and I, I don't know the full order episode, you know, how, how they film versus when it gets aired. Right. But the more tired they are, that's, it feels like this is more towards the end and, and you're just more apt to snap. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yes, all that that you're saying makes sense, but I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be very interesting. Uh, anything else before we wrap up this episode? Phil, anything you want to add? Um, good episode. I, you know, I, I wanted a little bit more from Mark. Uh, but other than that, Kevin, Kevin always, uh, he always hits for me and, and he just did again, you know, with the shirt of like, you're dead to me. I should have showed her that shirt. Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, Hey, no one here is an artist like me. Yeah. He doesn't really look so artsy. (laughs) And and the nugget bucket. Yeah. I'm going to charge you in royalty for, for the use of that photo. Yeah. So. Um, all right, cool. Well, until next week, guys, you can find us at youtube.com, AfterBuzzTV. Subscribe there. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at IamStephZ. And where can the people find you, Phil? Follow us here at AfterBuzzTV, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Whoop! Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you, you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 